You're listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, this Thursday afternoon. Let's turn to our first guest and topic of today. In the next fifteen minutes or so, we're talking about psychotherapy and how does psychotherapy work with Dr. Eslyn Taragina, who is a psychologist and also a psychotherapist with Mind Balance. Welcome back on the program, Eslyn. It's great to talk to you again. How are you doing? Hi, thanks for having me again, Noreen. Great to speak to you. It's great to have you back. We are also on Facebook Live as well. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see and also hear Eslyn there as well. And feel free to uh, post any comments you want to onto the Facebook page, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. Um, well, Eslyn, I've spoken to you for about six months now, and we often talk about topics related to it, but we actually never talked about what exactly is psychotherapy and how does it work so maybe you can sort of we can back up a little bit rewind and sort of talk about psychotherapy so what is it exactly okay yeah that's a that's a great idea and a lot of people i've noticed have been seeking more psychotherapy at the moment given i guess the corona situation a lot of uncertainties and things like that so we have seen an increase in uh, clients reaching out for psychotherapy um, well, psychotherapy in its essence is, I suppose, getting the time and space to reflect on yourself, reflect on things that might be holding you back from well-being and, um, you know, gathering tools together that can help with things like emotion regulation, disentangling your thoughts um, and starting to change some of the behaviours because quite often we get stuck in behavioural patterns and very often these behavioural patterns have been, um, you know, existed throughout our lives. So starting from when we were children um, all the way through adolescence and then into adulthood and um, it's a good psychotherapy is a good space to pull the brake you know and have a look at what's actually going on um, take that time to reflect on the patterns and see what changes you really want to see um, for yourself and for your well-being yeah so how does it work do you have to sort of go back to childhood times and look back at the things that have happened to you how far back do you do you look at your life I think it really depends on how you've been trained um, so, you know, there's there's some er some types of therapy that are more solution focused, more in the moment, that are quite structured, you know, going forward, this is the goal, this is how you get there. Um, others are quite future thinking, so they're like, okay, we'll focus on the future templates of how you want to be, how you want to see yourself and move towards that. Um, and then some take you back all the way into childhood, um, especially trauma-based therapies in particular, because often trauma sort of ends up leaving us in a bit of a time capsule somewhere. Um, and so the idea of that is going back, looking at where the patterns first started and then, um, you know, resolving that issue and then having a knock-on effect to everything else in life. Absolutely. Yeah. We often talk about letting go of those emotions, but sometimes you have to sort of go back to unlock these emotions before you can fully let go mm, because right. you don't know what you're letting go of until you sort of go back to resolve them. So how right. how does sort of psychotherapy help someone then? They they have behavioral patterns or they have emotional um, issues. How does it work then? Right. So again, it depends much on your training, but in its essence, um, you you get to the therapy session. It can be 50 minutes, 75 minutes, typically um, 50 minutes is sort of the standard session um, in which you you know tackle the problems at hand. So sometimes it's about reflecting about emotions that we're dealing with. Um, sometimes it's about facing some of the challenges and relationships that we might have. Um, there's a lot of different techniques. Some are more experiential. So you might be doing some imagery work. You might be doing 
um, different kinds of experiential techniques where you really are experiencing the emotion in the moment and you're also experiencing that emotional change in the moment. Other techniques might be more cognitive, so looking at, you know, structuring your thoughts, organizing your thoughts, looking at different themes and patterns that come up in your life. Um, and then some part of it is, you know, creating maybe an action plan um, of behaviors that you want to change. So really you get a full set of tools when you go into therapy um, your psychologist your psychotherapist would generally um, assess where you're at and sort of pick you up from where you are and take you to where you want to go sort of as a, um, a companion along the way if you so will but the uh, majority of work is actually um, going to be done by you you know as the client if you go into therapy um, a lot of the change actually happens between sessions um, so that's the one out of the 50 minutes of actual active therapy sessions aren't necessarily where the big change happens. Um, but it's when you take what you've what you've learned, what you've discovered, what you've reflected on into your real life, into your daily life and apply it there. And practice makes perfect and you have to practice in those Correct. in between um, sessions. You mentioned a really good point just now, um, uh, your, your psychologist or your psychotherapist. What's the difference between the two? Um, are they interchangeable? A lot of the times we hear people say that, oh, I'm going to um, a, a counseling session or a therapy session. And so who do they go to see and what's the difference between a psychologist and a psychotherapist? Well, there's a wide range of mental health practitioners, actually. Um, now, in Hong Kong, the titles aren't really protected, um, but you'd have different types of training. So as a psychologist, for example, there's clinical psychologists or chartered psychologists. Um, they tend to have more training with more severe mental health issues, you know, diagnostics, those kind of things. Psychotherapists can have that kind of training depending on what route they went down, um, but they um, they can also have a very specific therapy training um, in just one modality. For example, you could be a cognitive behavioral psychotherapist, so then you've trained in one particular area. Um, so clinical psychologists is probably what we're looking at in terms of more of the diagnostic, working with more severe mental health issues and having a broader range of issues that um, they've been trained on and a broader range of therapy techniques that they may have learned. Um, whereas psychotherapists may be more narrowed down and it can be a different level of training. So, for example, chartered psychologists, clinical psychologists, counseling psychologists will tend to have a doctorate. Um, whereas psychotherapists can also practice from a master's level. Um, and again, the titles are not really protected. So unfortunately, in Hong Kong, in a lot of ways, people can sort of give themselves the name that they feel most comfortable with. Um, in other countries, uh, the title of psychologist is protected, but it's illegal um, in a legal way, whereas psychotherapists in general and counsellors tend to be a bit more flexible and who can, uh, what, what qualifications you need to have to call yourself that. I see. Well, I just want to point out we have a doctor on the show, Dr. Eslin Taragina, <laughs> this afternoon. Um, and what about counsellors? So is that sort of the more umbrella term or, or is that sort of you don't you, you need a counselling course for that? You don't need to have a master's in particular to be mm. a counsellor. Is, is that also different? Because we often hear school counsellors, for example. So counsellors can come from even a wider um, background. So you can have, um, you know, pastoral counselling. So you might have a priest, for example, um, or within the church, there might be counselling. Um, you could have school counselling. Now, school counsellors may have a therapy background, but they may also just have, or not just, but they may have had a therapy background, a psychology background, or an educational background. Um, 
so or a social work background so people who go into counseling come from a wider range of um, different backgrounds in terms of what their training is which can also be beneficial depending on what area you're working in often counselors already have experience in that Um, we'll find for example with substance abuse counselors that many people who've gone through substance abuse issues themselves later on then go on to become counselors and they do a counseling training around that Counselors in theory so have the same um, access though to training in different therapy modalities. So as you can tell, it's all a little bit wishy-washy in a way. Um, I would probably say if you're looking for a counselor or a psychologist or a psychotherapist, the key element there really is what the fit is. What is your therapeutic relationship going to be like? Um, and of course, you you want to look at someone who maybe specializes in the area. So if you're dealing with grief, someone who specializes in grief, um, if it's a it's a relationship issue, maybe someone who specializes in couple therapy and things like that. And then look at what their credentials are regarding that kind of experience rather than necessarily picking someone just based on the title they have, because even, you know, amongst psychologists, psychotherapists, counselors, there's a lot of differences um, in special specialization. I see. Yeah, that's a really good point, because sometimes if you are facing, say, anxiety disorders, you don't know whether or not you should go for counseling or psychotherapy, mm-hmm. but it really depends on the, 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 the therapist's uh, specialty, whether they mm-hmm. are a clinical psychologist or, um, or a, a counselor or a therapist. Maybe mm-hmm. they're good fit for you then credentials or not it doesn't it does matter but also it doesn't you're looking for somebody who 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 fits you as well so um let's go back to psychotherapy what sorts of disorders can be treated with psychotherapy specifically or what is it used for sorry or what is it used for (laughs) sure in theory, um, you can treat a wide range of disorders. I mean, we all tend to work integratively. So, you know, if you're dealing with someone with depression or anxiety, you're always assessing how um, intense are the symptoms, how much do they interfere on a day-to-day basis with the functioning of the person on a social level, on an occupational level, etc. cetera. Um, and then whether you're a psychologist or a psychotherapist or a counselor, um, if you're doing that assessment, what you'd also be looking at is would it be helpful to work with other practitioners in an integrative way? So if there's severe symptoms of depression, would it make sense to maybe also put this person um, in touch with a psychiatrist and see if there's some sort of um, medical support that would benefit the therapy? Or if you're working with eating disorders, would it make sense for someone to be in touch with a nutritionist as well? So in principle, um, you can you should always work with the types of disorders that you're trained to work with okay so um, regardless of like I say psychologists tend to have a wider training and, and have um, maybe more experience and exposure to different types of disorders um, just because the training is quite extensive but um, that's not to say that you would then want to necessarily work with those disorders um, if you don't feel confident or don't feel you have that experience. And the same goes for psychotherapy and counselling. If you see a lot of people with depression, then you will know what symptoms to look out for. Um, and if you need extra support and you think it would benefit the client, then you would reach out to additional uh, mental health professionals and see how, how you could work together for the benefit of the client. Yeah. You mentioned just now, you know, sessions can be, you know, about 50 minutes is the standard. So what happens during this session of psychotherapy? Is it is it really somebody lying down on a couch talking to their therapist? Or, you know, that's very much ingrained in us. Is that how it works? Or, you know, or maybe it's not really sitting on the couch or lying back at all. So we do have a couch. <laughs> 
I just, again, depends on your training, but most of the psychologists, psychotherapists, and mental health pr- practitioners that I know, they don't get you to lay down on a couch. Okay. Um, generally speaking, um, we want the client alert and we want to interact with the client. But again, it depends a little bit on what your training background is. So one isn't necessarily better than the other. Um, what happens in a session? Well, the first session you generally do an assessment. Um, you take the history of the person, the context they're living in, the supportive relationships they have, um, the challenges they're facing, um, you know, what's happening at work, etc., and what goals do they have, um, and what do they want to work towards. And it's interesting because I find a lot of people come in and they go, oh, oh, I didn't think of goals. And it's such a such an important thing, right? How do you know you're you're moving forward or progressing to something um, if you're not entirely sure what your goals are? So sometimes we do spend a bit of time of understanding, well, how would you like that future self to be? Where do you want to get to? Um, And thereafter, every psychologist does it a little bit differently, uh, I'm sure. But generally, um, I personally, I do about 15 minutes of of catching up and seeing what's been happening uh, in the week. Have there been any triggers? Is there anything we need to talk about? Um, And then maybe around 20, 25 minutes of experiential work. Um, so that could be learning a new technique that could be, um, for, you know, learning new self-soothing behaviors, breathing techniques, etc. Or it could be more active therapy work where we're dealing with trauma or we're dealing with um, different, different like imagery, empty chair work, different um, experiential techniques to help clients to access the emotion and also resolve the emotion and start noticing changes in the way they behave or think okay and then towards the end of the session we usually do a reflective kind of um understanding of what's uh, you know kind of reflection on what's been happening how did they find that session how do they want to take that into the world yeah and typically how often should you be seeing your therapist then um, so I usually recommend to clients to start on a weekly basis just to get momentum because, frankly, therapy can be hard. It can be frustrating. Um, it can bring up uncomfortable emotions. And often we have a tendency to avoid that, right? Because if, you know, if, if the house isn't necessarily on fire, then maybe we don't really want to poke around. Um, but sometimes it's actually good to to do the therapeutic work when things are more balanced because if you're already at a 10 out of 10 in distress then what we'd be doing is first aid work and trying to contain and trying to support um but the active therapy work we can't really do when yeah, everything else is already escalating yeah. so once that you know we come to a more balanced space then it's quite good to uh, start on a weekly basis to do some active therapy work keep the momentum going um feel in touch and connected with the process and then later on you know slowly drop it down as you feel that um you know you're improving you're progressing and you're happy with where you're at excellent well eslin you've answered so many great questions in such a detailed and thorough manner we really appreciate it thank you so much for your time uh, this week and i look forward to chatting to you again very soon and remind our listeners once again have you got a facebook page or a website how can we find out more about you and your work Sure. So, um, yes, I'm, I'm doing individual psychotherapy sessions at the moment. Um, and you can find me on mind-balance.org. So that's mind-balance.org. Um, and go explore more. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And we've been speaking to Dr. Eslyn Teragina from Mind Balance Hong Kong. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you.